0: We try to play with great pace. We try to play with great pace. Ran a lot of pick and roll, pick and pop uh, type actions. Oh, you'll see us play. Some people look at the guy next to him and say, what the hell was that shot? The hell, I could have been Gronk before Gronk was Gronk.
1: and welcome back to another episode of, of Bang Rangs and Daggers. As always, I'm your co-host out here on the East Coast in Washington DC, Kevin Knight, and joining me tonight out in Nebraska is
2: Patrick Gearhart. How are you doing tonight, Patrick? I'm good. It's a kind of a chilly fall night here in Nebraska. Harvest is fully underway. I, well, I should say some beans are getting out, but mainly just silage. So, you know, things are things are bustling around here for what it's worth. How are things out in D.C.? We finally have cool weather. It is so glorious, so
1: wonderful. As a northerner, you
2: probably missed that.
1: Yeah, I mean, this like, how do I phrase it? Usually it takes until late in September before we stop having ridiculously hot temperatures. And then um, by about late September, you finally being able to not sweat through a suit in the morning uh, for most jobs out here. Um, and then finally, in October, we get fall for like two weeks in late October. So it's and then a very wet winter. It, it's terrible out here. I I hate um, kind of hate the seasons. It's much better in the Midwest. But
2: I feel like we actually have seasons out here in the Midwest. Like our winters are cold, our summers are hot, and our spring and falls are kind of perfect.
1: Pretty close to it. Yeah, summer most. Yeah, I mean, in perfect. a nutshell.
2: Yeah. yeah, or at
1: least summer. Summer on the Great Lakes is about as perfect as it gets. <laughs> so, you know, you probably get biased too opinion. terribly hot. Uh, it depends it, on where in the state. It um, depends on where in the state. Especially, it gets warmer. Obviously, down in the southern end of the state. But I mean, if you're up yeah. in the Straits of Mackinac, uh, northwest coast where I'm from on Lake Michigan, you usually get a pretty nice breeze even on hot days. So, mm.
0: that's good. That's good. Well,
2: we've got actually basketball news. We haven't we haven't done a podcast in what three weeks probably? How about that. Well, we'll we'll give it generous three weeks. So, a, a generous three weeks. But we've you know I, a lot of people are talking football right now because uh, the Big Ten's going to play football. They decided, but it also comes up on quite a bit of basketball news that's going on and good basketball news. Not, not really any drama per se. Uh, You know, I mean, it's season's coming up, man. And we finally got some information. I mean, you know, I mean to start things off, why don't you, why don't you start us off? You've got, you've got the, you've got the agenda I don't in front of me, so I'm just going to stop rambling. Yeah,
1: well, uh, so first off, let's start off with the fun news for Coach Hoiberg in that he was named to the McClendon Foundation MLI ambassador for uh, UNL uh, on, I guess, today's we're recording this on Wednesday night. Uh, This was announced on Tuesday afternoon, the news broke. Uh, So congratulations to him. Um, Brief information on that is the McClendon Foundation, uh, along with, or on, I'm sorry, let me start over <laughs> McClendon minority leadership initiative uh, is a program that created opportunities for minorities to begin their careers in college athletics um, and it partnered with G3 marketing and ProLink staffing services uh, to assist in the solicitation of college uh, collegiate coaches administrators and corporations to build the program and provide opportunities within athletic departments at all levels. So that's a great honor for him. Um, He joins a number of Big Ten coaches, actually, including Patrick Chambers, Tom Izzo, Archie Miller, Matt Painter, Steve Pakell, Mark Turgeon, and Brad Underwood. uh, Co-chairs, former Michigan head coach, current Harvard head coach, Tommy Amaker, and uh, Kentucky head coach, John Calipari, co-chair this. So that's uh, an honor for Coach Hoiberg and certainly a, uh, I mean, if if we're being honest, definitely a a,
2: a nice recruiting uh, pitch as well. And, uh, oh, huge! I mean, he's
0: he's,
2: he's in there with some heavy hitters. You know, it's not just a bunch of random coaches. He's there's some quality quality resumes on that on that list. So, no big big thumbs up for Fred Hoiberg and congratulations. And I mean, it's not just basketball too. We
1: also have, of course, Nick Satan. I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? Nick Saban. And uh, uh, Dabo Sweeney uh, on the football side, among uh, a host of other coaches. So it's uh, not not specific to basketball, but a big honor for him.
2: Good for them. Yeah. Saban's not that bad of a guy. No,
1: I mean, he's not terrible. But, I mean, obviously, being, you know, a person who likes fun college football, uh, he's – less than ideal and a person who, uh, is obviously a Michigan state fan as well. Uh, I -hmm. still have some bitter resentment, even if I was fairly young when he pulled that switcheroo to LSU. So, yeah, it's always going to hold a grudge, but, um, we, we don't need to to bring that up. Let's, uh, let's talk about the schedule news, um, which is, uh, conversation about bubbles. So, um, It brings us to the Myrtle Beach Invitational, which, uh, as our readers may recall, the uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers are scheduled, or rather were scheduled, I should say, to kick off for their non-conference early season tournament this year in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Instead, that is now going to be moved to the Orlando bubble with a host of other ESPN-sponsored events. So um, even though that tournament uh, will be changing dates and location. Nebraska will still be a part of it.
2: How long do they have to be in the bubble? Do we know yet?
1: Uh, No real details on that yet. Uh, They are one of eight events that are confirmed that will be uh, held in Orlando. Um, There was conversation last week about other events such as the Big Ten ACC tournament, which may be held there as well. So uh, we'll definitely keep everybody up to date as more things come out on uh, the schedule moving forward. But among the events that are for sure confirmed that ESPN is moving there uh, include the Champions Classic, the Jimmy V Classic, the preseason NIT tournament, the Orlando Invitational, Wooden Legacy, Charleston Classic, and Diamond Head Classic. Among those, of course, the... um, myrtle beach invite that nebraska is part of so
2: yeah that's that's a lot of business for orlando i mean i'm glad florida can handle it but yeah no there's there's a lot of questions on how they're going to pull this off when do we know we have we don't have dates yet right
1: no that uh we don't originally it was scheduled november 19th 20th and Mm -hmm. 22nd uh however obviously that won't be occurring on those dates and we'll get to that news later um, also breaking today but uh, also interestingly would be the question of what happens with the participants I imagine not much because originally the Penn Quakers were scheduled um, and they have since been re- uh, replaced with um, I, I forget who actually um, but Oh yeah, this tournament wasn't affected by a Pac-12. I was thinking it was, but it was uh, the Penn Quakers that were replaced, and I don't remember offhand
2: Furman. That was it. Furman got replaced, or rather, and we're not even them. sure yet if the Pac-12 was going to play or not. I mean, I know originally, kind of like the Big Ten, you know, they they put their foot in the ground on when they were and weren't going to play. <clears throat> This fall, and they straight up said we're not playing anything till January first. One with, you know, the Big Ten playing football at least, and the Pac-12 players are starting to kind of get restless. Let's say, in terms of what they what they want to do this fall, um, we could probably see some changes there, and honestly, see probably the Pac-12 as we'll talk about in a little bit, you know, playing this fall. So, we might actually see them in some of these tournaments. So. Who knows? But it'll yeah, be interesting was, because there's a lot th- There's a lot of questions. I know the NBA bubble down there has gone fairly well with really no real problems outside of, uh, you know, chicken wings, buffalo wings. Uh, but that was a while ago and it was, has gone, gone pretty smoothly since then. So it should be – it'll be interesting to see how they're going to pull this off, especially considering you're having a bunch of college kids from across the country stay in a bubble – for I mean they've got to be at, spend at least two three weeks there I would guess I don't know probably two weeks there just because you got to quarantine them and keep them in an area keep them safe so this the college bubble is going to be different than the NBA bubble I think for sure so it's definitely Hi, Nathan. Be interesting to see how they do that but
1: one thing's for sure we can definitely say that LeBron James is an overrated greatest of all time at least when it comes to the college level and we'll use that to welcome Nate McHugh our other co-host. A little late to the party. LeBron couldn't didn't
0: get into eight. college. Yeah, he, you know, he, he didn't have the grades, so he thought, you know what? Instead, I'm going to go straight to the NBA. That's,
2: that, and his, that, that and his mom bought him a
1: Hummer. Not having the grades to get into Ohio State, that's that's pretty darn low
0: right there. I, I have some friends who think he was going to go to Duke. They're all obviously Duke fans, but uh, whatever.
2: right? I don't th- think it was in his mind to go to college.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think he had any. He had any.
2: <laughs> I, re, I, I remember when he was in high school at, was it, Notre Dame Academy or whatever. Uh, and, wasn't it like Notre Dame Academy or something like that? It, keep going, I'll think of it. I can't remember. But I just remember when he was there because it was a big deal. And just watching him play and just kind of seeing how the media treated him. I, I mean, I don't think anybody was kidding themselves that he was going to the NBA or going to college at all. <laughs> so,
1: well, he does pretend to be a anyway. guy or
2: Buckeye fan at least. So,
1: he's got that going for
2: himself. Yeah. And a Browns. I mean, the guy roots for St. the Browns. Vincent, you got to respect school. that. St. Vincent. Okay. True. True. Uh,
1: who was um, – I don't remember his name. I had a – I, I had a f- hilarious conversation with uh, – i I'm going to blank on his name. Um, he California congressman um, back when I was an intern. And, no, uh, I was a staff assistant at the time. Um, and I had a, a fun conversation with him debating whether or not it was sadder being a Cleveland Browns fan like he was, uh, which where he was originally from was Cleveland, or being a Detroit Lions fan like myself. And definitely – not, not really winning the argument either way. Uh, nobody's winning that one. We're all losing as
0: Browns and Lions fans. <laughs>
1: There's no winner.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I'm a Bears fan, and oh. I watched the end of that, that game, and the Lions running back literally had the ball hand, or sorry, the ball in his hands in the end zone to win the game, and just drop it. That's you know, just like. I appreciate it, but you're probably like, yeah, that's about how it goes. you know.
1: Well, it's the one sure thing of 2020 is no matter how weird things get and how unordinary things get, the Detroit Lions still find baffling ways to lose late in the game when they should win. It's it's just, they're just so creative that way. All the time, they find new creative ways to lose. It's the it's one surety in this, this unsure world.
0: So are you guys talking about basketball or is this a football podcast?
2: Oh, I quit paying attention. Uh, so we, we were
1: wrapping up the Myrtle beach invite. Um, but no, uh, I mean, the interesting thing will be what exactly that means with a bubble in Orlando uh, in part. Um, I mean, it cost over $150 million for the NBA to pull all that off and, Colleges are not going to achieve that, and I don't think the money's there for ESPN to justify hemorrhaging that to parent company Disney on all the uh, hotel rooms and whatnot. So uh, we'll see what exactly a bubble actually means in that sense. Um, If you can bubble on campus and just take your charter flight down, pass a couple tests, things like that, I I think that'll be good enough in this case. But uh, we'll see. And it certainly helps in one sense that, uh, as we mentioned earlier, we would get to this, the college basketball season is starting officially November 25th as of today. The Division I Council met and voted on that and delayed the season from November 10th to November 25th. So uh, Myrtle Beach will be happening after that, obviously, uh, if it does still happen, which is clearly the word per ESPN. hmm
2: no exhibitions, so if you wanted to see Nebraska beat up on somebody like Doan, not happening. Uh, no secret scrimmages, so if you wanted a secret scrimmage, that was probably going to be against a team like Iowa State. Not happening.
0: Nate, did you fart? They can't have secret scrimmages. Is that a part- no? I, I obviously didn't read the article. That's
2: I wrote it for. I wrote it for you.
0: You wrote it for me? Oh, I'm sorry. I wrote it for you. <laughs> uh, I just, uh, remember I was walking around our little small town of Murdoch when when that thing got published. So, uh.
2: How are the water meters?
0: We're all, about a fourth of them are broken. So,
2: um, to, to, our, to our, our listeners, Nate is the water meter maid in Murdoch. So, if you live in and are listening. Nate's the guy in your window.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the guy that walks up to your house and, you know, I've been doing it for probably almost two years so the people know it. If I'm by their house, it's, yeah, I'm going to read your number and I want to get out. So I don't want to look into any windows. I just, I don't want to see something I can't unsee and trust me, I am very aware of that, especially when the windows are like wide open I'm like nope I'm just gonna look at the meter <laughs> write it down turn and then walk away
1: nice save <laughs> well if you end up on facebook then you're doing
0: something right yeah I say that's right I hey, told you. that was
1: last fall right when that, that happened
0: was, uh last winter because winter. I could only check meters after basketball practice which means it was dark and I'm walking around with a flashlight and so, like, who's this guy walking around Murdoch up to people's houses? Yeah. Anyways, I wasn't happy about that. So, anyway, uh,
2: Thanksgiving week. The week of Thanksgiving is when basketball is going to start this year. <clears throat> we don't know the schedule yet. We don't know any of the schedules yet. We don't know if the pack might actually be joining in uh there's there's a lot of questions um another thing they they announced is that the dead period the, the recruiting dead period is going to get pushed to january 1st so there's gonna be no contact with the recruits until january 1st Ooh, what else we got there's a few things they mentioned but for the most part it's just that you know we're you know instead of november 10th it's going to be the 25th at least you know around that age or time frame uh another thing uh Practices will start roughly around October 14th because I think it's 42 days out. You can start practice in college or at least division one, one a one a and because you know, so roughly around the 14th is when you're going to see it. Uh, Right now they are practicing eight hours a week. It'll bump up to 12 starting this following Monday and that will go up until the middle of October, like I just mentioned. So expect to hear very little over the next few weeks. and then middle of October just start getting a flood of stuff, not just from us, but from everybody else who produces content for basketball because we'll finally be able to see how everybody's doing, how everybody's practicing. Reporters are finally going to be able to see these guys play. And if you're a Nebraska basketball fan, you know you have a lot of guys that are going to be new this year. Um, most likely all five starters, maybe four starters depending on how things go. But it's it's gonna be a new crop, we'll so start. we're not gonna really see anything. We're we're probably not gonna see anything until middle October, but that'll be nice. It'll be good. I'm 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 happy they're moving forward. And like I said, uh, you know, we've been focusing a lot on what's going on with football and everything that's going on with them in terms of it'll be interesting to see what basketball does and how each school and each conference treat it. I, I would imagine it'd be somewhat similar. But it also has to be different because you're talking, you know, 120 plus man squad in football versus what, 14, 15 in basketball. Should be a lot easier to maintain. And I see, I personally see less issues happening with basketball and the ability to play probably all their games pretty reasonable. What do you guys think?
1: Sam, I couldn't find the stat here um, for the show. I saw it earlier, but it's something like 67 or 73% of schools will actually be uh, virtual only by the time that college basketball starts on November 25th. So in that sense, it makes it far easier to pull off some sort of a bubble, at least for early non-conference play Mm -hmm. in that regard.
2: Yeah, no, it'll be basketball in a way is kind of perfectly positioned, not just sheer size wise, but timing wise uh, to deal with COVID, the campus uh, break coming early for a lot of these campuses. Cause you know, A lot of these schools are not coming back after Thanksgiving, you know. Uh, And then you got some schools who aren't even doing it on campus, so it makes it even easier. So, yeah, it'll be a good good – I think it's going to be a good situation. It's going to be – considering our situation very clean compared to a lot of other sports and how this is going to be done, uh, I think basketball is going to be kind of our rock coming up this winter in terms of being able to watch something on a regular basis.
0: Definitely agree. Yeah, I think um, after the uh, procedures and protocols that the Big Ten wants to happen, you know, I we might not have football when basketball starts. <laughs> and no,
2: and guess
0: what, Nebraska fans, maybe it's time to wrap your arms around the basketball a little bit.
2: You know, not, not to not to shoot over to football too much, but they did. They announced today, as we mentioned, you know, it's Wednesday when we're recording this that football is gonna start here uh later in October. And the, the parameters they're having to make sure these teams are safe are very, very tight. If you if you're a player who get co who gets COVID, you cannot practice for 21. Days. you have to self-play for 21 days. And if you have more than five percent of your team get COVID, you I think the team has to self-isolate for seven days or whatever. They can't play for seven days, which is basically thought a thought. It was that yellow. The I, green, I think, yellow. I red. think that was red. Well, th- five, there was two uh, different areas. Th- there was there was the team, and then there was community. Community, the percentage was higher, but the team was lower. And I'm pretty sure it was five five percent or above. Now, if you have a hundred twenty man roster for football or maybe the 6%, I think, yeah. No, 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 no.
0: people get.
2: Yeah, 5% of your roster, 120-man roster, we're just averaging it out. That's six guys. All you need is six guys getting COVID, and you don't play next week's game. Yep. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, like, this isn't Central Arkansas who, you know, hey, we lost all the long snappers, but we're going to just do it anyway. Or 90% of our team has COVID, like Texas Tech, and we're going to play anyway. No, Big Ten, if you have, like, if you have single-digit amount of players, you're not playing that weekend. Yep. So, I mean, keep your hopes up. But, and I want football as much as anybody, but that's really tight. And I see it a lot more manageable, and I can see the Big Ten being maybe a little bit loose, a little bit more loose with the rules for a sport like basketball.
0: Yeah, I I would be interested if they're going to require daily testing for uh, basketball if they are going to football, you know, Mm -hmm. because on September 30th, football players have to get tested every day. And so – What kind of test is it? Do
2: we know? Is it it nasal? Is it Uh, Oral?
1: Yeah, so it's a saliva-based antigen test that they're using for the daily test. And that one, if it tests positive, then they move to the – I'm, I'm going to screw up the uh, acronym here specifically, but I think it's PCR. But it, So it's a nasal swab um, for the polymer chain reaction, I think, um, uh, testing, which is more accurate uh, than the antigen saliva-based test in terms of detecting or avoiding false positives, rather. Um, but the saliva-based test is the daily that they use for kind of easier, quicker turnaround. Uh, the nasal swab obviously takes a couple days. And uh, just because we're the big 10 and we're pedantic like that, the exact numbers is zero to 2% is green for the team ratio. Mm-hmm. Two to 5% is orange and greater than 5.5%. So if it's 5.1, then it's in red
2: category for the team. That, that, that's six guys. I <laughs> mean, that's it. 120 guys, six guys shared a pizza at a party uh, next, they don't play Wisconsin next week. That's literally it.
0: You, you know, I think you're going to find the uh, different motivations of certain teams that play because I think if you're an Ohio State player and let's say you're a team captain and you hear that you have some freshmen, like let's say walk ons or whatever, going to a party or something, you might bring the hammer down on them, you know? Whereas if you're like, and my, you know, Rutgers to me is probably the team that at least wants to play. They might be like, yeah, we'll see what happens. You know? I
2: don't know. I, I got I, I can imagine Northwestern not wanting to play considering they're all probably going to make, you know, six digits out of college.
0: <laughs> yeah, true.
2: No, but no, 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 you're right. Like each team's going to have different um, goals within their team in terms of how they want the season to be. I've got a feeling schools like Nebraska, Iowa, Ohio State, who really wanted this from the get-go are going to push for it. You know, they're, they're going to be very, very strict. I, I trust those are the types of schools who are going to follow the rules as, as much as possible to play. I do I'm, not so think- sh- I'm, I, I'm not so sure about the other ones. You know, I don't know. Mainly because we haven't heard anything.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we just-
2: I
1: generally think that, but then you also have uh, cases like JT Barrett going out and getting a DUI this season. Was that in 16 or – no, it was in – it was in 15 right uh where he went out got a DUI and Cardale Jones came out and picked him up and gave him a ride home I mean where surely he had motivation coming off of the national championship season trying to repeat where they were undefeated at the time too.
2: or you think yeah. you're untouchable a lot of also those guys that, yeah. think they're untouchable I mean yeah, we're, we, this yeah. is a little different I mean I think most of these university administrators and coaches are probably pretty hardcore on the health aspect of this COVID thing.
0: Yeah. That's I mean, my it's, guess. Not
1: a, I it's not a perfect apples to apples comparison by any means. Uh, sorry for the I mean, static what, there.
2: Folks. Oh, I mean, like didn't TCU, didn't they have some players who literally went out and partied, came back with COVID? Um, I, I think it was TCU. TCU. Know, there was somebody, uh,
1: Memphis, wasn't it? Memphis had like a party bus. It was.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They had like 14 players. I think it was a party bus. And, but I mean, I think they were dropping like flies in terms of COVID anyway, before then. So, Uh, and uh, uh,
1: we should probably also specifically note as well, the announcement out today from the big 10 did specifically mention men's and women's basketball among other sports that will have uh, the testing procedures and, rules and all those things announced at a later date yeah yeah, at at this time only football other fall sports and winter sports such as men's women's basketball hockey Mm -hmm. etc uh pending still on their procedures and decisions at least as
2: far as the big 10 goes yeah it'll be interesting to see what those what those parameters are i mean like i said you know it's just you know they probably don't even know yet you know it's just it's tough uh, it, this is, we're still on a day. I mean, I, I know we've had COVID in the United States for a long time, but this is still a day by day thing on how things are going to operate.
1: How oh, most know? definitely and,
2: is. And, and I mean, they're still trying, I mean, a lot of schools are, are just getting going, you know, some of these schools of the quarter system, they're just getting started in, in, in academics. So they're just having kids come back from ca- to campus, you know, how's everybody? I mean, they're still trying to figure this out in a lot of ways. And we'll also have to figure
1: out the uh, non-conference schedule for Nebraska as well. Um, not out today with the NCAA announcement was any changes as to the number of games allowed? Because
2: remember, it does shave off. Um, I thought days. it was just four or less. I thought it was just four or less.
1: Was it? I didn't actually see that one yet, but I think, uh, I,
2: think I, I saw it later on. I, I think it was on Twitter. Um, I think it's down to like twenty-seven games.
1: So okay, so saying, we're shaving off a couple of bye games. That's
2: yeah, not a problem. I think that's it. I, th- I, think, I think that's all they're doing.
0: So you're saying Nebraska is not going to win 20 games this year? Eh,
2: I've no, been a little optimistic. I don't know. <laughs> with, all, with all the talent coming back to the Big Ten, as I think we mentioned in our last podcast, yeah, eh, we'll see.
0: Have there been many opt outs for college basketball or Big Ten that you've heard?
1: Uh, I haven't seen any news on that whatsoever. As far a lot as of guys, goes.
2: a lot, of, yeah, a lot of guys who announced for the NBA this summer said they're coming back. A lot of guys, a lot of guys who you expected to go to the NBA are coming back. So
0: that's interesting. Oh, yeah, I mean oh. that
1: one, like Luca Garza, for example, is obviously the top oh, team of returning guys. Um, mm-hmm. That stuff I'm not necessarily sure was as much influenced by COVID. Uh, maybe in the sense that they had the hope that there will be a college hoop season and Iowa can figure out how to play defense and finally get Fran McCaffrey a, a conference title and something of a deep run in March. Um, certainly optimistic thinking on that end, uh, on COVID related, but uh, yeah, come on, I, I was trash talking to Iowa. That's you guys' favorite pastime,
2: isn't it? I could kill us about Iowa. Okay, fine. I'm I'm in the I'm in the don't care about Iowa camp.
0: Okay, <laughs> fine, fair. I have no major hatred. You, you know, we just need to worry about us, you know. We can't compare ourselves to other schools. We just, we need to get better than we were, you know. Okay, fair.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I I am in a different situation trash talking basketball programs than you guys, so yeah. that is true.
0: <laughs> Who, who's uh power rankings status? Thirteenth of fourteen, which is probably accurate. Is it John Greenberg? Or it just came out the
2: other day too? Probably BT Powerhouse. Uh, no, it was it was it was a legitimate publication.
0: Hey, was Green, wasn't it?
2: huh? It was it John Greenberg? It might have been. It was like Nebraska's thirteen. I think Northwestern was fourteen. Yeah, yeah, that's a valid you ranking.
0: You can't argue with that. No, no,
2: especially when Rutgers is returning everybody and they're decent. Yeah. you know. They uh, Northwestern's probably going to have a new coach in a year. I might throw Penn State in there. Tough to say. Uh, they were
1: finally going to make the NCAA tournament. they questionably return enough to maybe have a shot. I'd be surprised personally if they do. Uh, well, I mean, uh, they're, yeah, they're in a rough spot. I don't feel super bad for Pat Chambers because I personally really dislike him from interactions well, he's have seen. He's
2: had, he's, he's, he, he's had some issues. He got into trouble a couple of times last year. But Oh, yeah, especially
1: most recently this off season. But even before that, I had my own yeah. personal qualms with things he said over the years in press conferences against other teams I'm a fan of. And, and so I'm not not a big uh, fan of his. But, yeah, I, uh, um, Rutgers, though, is, I would not be surprised if they finished top five in the conference this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, might walk no. into something higher, but I don't. I don't necessarily see them being higher than fifth place. Uh, but no, I they're don't good. See, an an unlikely path for them that doesn't end up having a good shot down the stretch at finishing strong and around that ranking.
2: Yeah, they're they're good, but they're not. I mean, there's there's other really good teams ahead of them. So. Yep. So what else we got?
1: Uh, I guess just briefly run down some of the games that will change. Uh, we've got Cleveland State, Purdue, Fort Wayne, all before uh, the start date for the comp, or the new season. Um, on the opening day of the NCAA season, we have Lamar scheduled. No word yet on whether that will change. Um, still waiting on the Big Ten ACC challenge to be announced. Uh, Creighton's probably still locked. Who knows about Kansas State, Kansas City, or Florida A&M beyond that. And we're still waiting on a Big Ten conference schedule as well. But who knows whether or not they'll keep it at 20 this year, given the fact that they are reducing non-conference games. But I'd be surprised if they change it from 20. I don't know. I, I think we we see a higher focus on conference schedules. And it should be mentioned, you that uh, non-conference, Non-conference early season tournaments don't count against the total number of games either. Or at least last I saw, but that was talking about reducing games to like 25 or 24 or something. I, I think around 25, but that was speculation early in the day before the
0: NCAA actually announced. So I have no idea what, what impact that could have. I got nothing on that. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I'm mean, so enam- enamored with what's going on in football it's like I you know, have so much energy you know
1: Penn State's well, supposed to be in Lincoln yeah that's a dumb question obviously it is because in 17 it was at Penn State so that one's probably not getting dropped Rutgers is probably getting dropped for Nebraska for the eight game schedule that'd be nice dropping Rutgers yeah you, know, you don't want to
2: win? That would be an easy win, but I just don't trust Rutgers. <laughs> oh,
0: you're, you're, you're talking about football.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, football. Sorry.
0: Okay, so I think – didn't the original schedule have us playing Rutgers week one?
2: The first schedule had Purdue. The second one had Rutgers, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. we need
0: that. To, the first – We need that to happen because I don't want to try to schedule Rutgers like – at the end of November, because they might be like, guys, we're done. You know, we, you know, I'd be, because their uh, president or whoever came out and said, yeah, it's a week by week thing. We're ready to suspend or cancel games on a week by week basis. And while we all know and understand that, it's like when you come out and say that, you know, publicly, it's like, and by the way, yeah, we're ready to cancel if you guys give us a reason. You know, we'd love to have a reason to cancel. So. As,
2: a play, as a player, that doesn't give you a whole lot of confidence.
0: No. I know. So that's why we need to play in week one.
2: Yeah, week one, get out of the way. And then by week three, they'll be done for this season. Yeah, I
1: mean, mostly I just uh, – I, I bring that up as kind of a fun topic um, because Purdue's AD said that it would be reverting back to the original nine-game schedule, cutting a game obviously – Um, In which case, if we go with the assumption that Bill Moose is pushing for balance home and home between East and West, uh, you're probably going to end up cutting a road game to the East for Nebraska in order to try and balance that out, which means Rutgers, because Penn State plays in Lincoln. Um, Best guess on my end on that. But who knows? I
0: uh, I think that Ohio State – Is going to do their best to blow everyone out by 50 points because they're only, you know, they have to persuade the college football playoff committee that even if they only play eight games plus a conference championship game, that they are worthy of that playoff when the SEC is playing 10 or 11 games? 10 games.
1: 10 games, conference only.
0: Yeah, so, but then they have the conference championship, right? So, yeah, yeah so, it could, you know, so I, I'm like, they might come out and be like, they might put like a 70-pointer on us, I, you know. So well, we there's
1: one team that they're aiming for at least 100 points against.
0: Yeah, that's right. And I'm you know, rooting for
1: them
2: to get over 100 in that one. You know what this conversation would be good for? The Big Red copcast. It
0: would be. Are they going to look know, for, for that?
2: Or the, I don't know. I don't know.
0: <laughs>
2: I, I just know that's a football podcast that Coronation supports. Yes. And they do a good job.
0: Do we have another football podcast that our fearless leader, John, joins in? You know, as the uh, Five Heart podcast? Not, not that I listen to. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about either, I guess. <laughs> Well, I think
1: uh, our our rambling is probably a night, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, as always, we appreciate everybody listening. Or if you happen to be watching our YouTube, uh, we are on YouTube now. um, So we hope that you enjoy our smiling faces and joyful interactions on there. Uh, Please subscribe. Be sure to download and subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you prefer. And you also get all the other great but not quite as great coordination radio podcasts. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at
0: Bangs and Dags, leave us a review, and most importantly, please listen and share.